Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. So thank you to everyone who's tuning in at the moment. So this is the Art of Inspiring Leadership. And I'm joined with Pierre, with Camilla and Zad to talk about this. These are all people who have such great experience. I'm really looking forward to hearing their views. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, a Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we start, I'm just going to go around and ask you guys to introduce yourselves. Pierre, are you okay to go first? Sure. So, as you already heard, I I have a daughter and a wife who live here in Stockholm for seven years now. Uh, Originally moved from from Poland to working at Spotify, both of us. yeah, really looking forward to our conversation today. And Nathan, Sazat? Yes, absolutely. I'm Sazat Khan, and uh, I'm the engineering manager at uh, Kambi. Um, well, if you don't know about Kambi, Kambi is a sport betting platform. Uh, I've been here for more than a year now, but before that, I have been also engineering manager from some other companies. Uh, but my uh, background is a software developer, so I have been um, like five, six years ago, I was a software developer myself, and then I chose to uh, uh, change my career path to a little bit different direction. Uh, about my family life, uh, I have also a daughter, but not one, uh, two daughters, uh, and I just came back from parental leave. Uh, uh, today is my first day after one month of parental leave. Uh, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can tell that I have uh, added one skill set uh, in my profile that I can change the diaper a bit quicker. Uh, that is. <laughs> um, also, in my personal uh, life, uh, I like to play badminton. I like also sometimes dancing, especially Latin dances. Um, and I like to join different, uh, different this kind of things like podcast or sometimes uh, meetups, conferences, and so on. Amazing! Uh, thank you for that introduction. And then last, but by no means least, Camilla. Yeah, hi. All right. So uh, Camilla here, and I am, um, uh, and I'm managing manager in Volvo Cars. And uh, you know, I so I moved to Sweden in 2015, and Sweden is my sixth country of residence so far and I've been from place to place. I was born in Uzbekistan but I'm by origin Turkish uh, so I went and I got my yeah college education from Turkey and such. I have two daughters and a husband uh, who also is um, a software engineer and engineering manager in a different company. Two daughters born here uh, six and two and a half uh, both of them speaking Swedish which I need to uh, you know also get on that so I, I don't speak Swedish yet. Yeah, but this is exciting. This is also one of my uh, my first time doing podcasts. I've done other things like uh, you should have mentioned with, uh, you know, events and um, uh, tech events and such. But this is also exciting. Happy to meet you all. 
That's great. What a great introduction. Thank you, everybody. So now what we'll do is we'll follow the same structure as we would do on a normal pre-recorded podcast. Everyone will has prepared a great question um, earlier. So what we'll do is if you guys could introduce your questions and then we'll give our thoughts. Um, Sazad, could you go first and introduce your question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think like a few weeks back when uh, Gemma, you approached us uh, about like this topic, inspiring uh, leadership or like the art of inspiring leadership, then I started to look into um, what does it mean for me. Uh, so the first thing that came to my mind was like inspiring leadership means uh, it should be uh, creating lots of examples or like leading by examples, so to speak. <clears throat> Where then I started to browse through different articles, different like, you know, um, uh, blog posts and so on. Uh, starting from Harvard Business Reviews, um, like Forbes, uh, and uh, some other blog posts. And uh, one thing that is at least uh, came to me in common is like, they are also saying the same thing as I have thought. Like, uh, they are saying that uh, inspiring leadership in to greatest extent, uh, it means uh, leading by example. Um, yeah, like uh, if I if I just uh, take a data from one of the um, uh, Harvard Business Review articles, they said like they they they, they have uh, taken an um, interview of nearly fifty thousand leaders, and they think that the ability to inspire create the highest level of employees uh, engagement commitment by showing an example. So then, then I thought like, okay, um, what does it mean by creating example? Uh, is it like doing the same thing as uh, as my team should be doing uh, in some cases like we are engineering managers right we all three are engineering managers meaning that most probably we are leading and managing uh, a team of developers and then uh, they are writing code day to day and some of the engineering managers in the industry probably they don't have the software engineering background fortunately or unfortunately but how the hell they can always create the examples if i say that okay you should have more test covers i'm taking some taking examples here uh, so, so, sorry about that but okay then uh, how how i should create an example by that what what, what does it inter interpret to other leaders uh, how 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 the how the hell they should uh, create a good example then if i say like okay i will I don't want any uh, conflict in my team. Then how I can show that um, uh, that I am res resolving conflict when I am in conflict with other stakeholders and so on. So I think those those are all the things that uh, strike to my mind. Okay, so what does it mean by uh, leading by examples when uh, the leader himself or herself has some constraint in their skill sets and. Uh, uh, how how they can uh, how uh, they can work on those kind of uh, shortcomings as well. Amazing. Um, so who would like to go first to share their thoughts, Camille? Yeah, sure. That's a very very interesting topic, actually. I've uh, I think, of course, one of the uh, ways to maybe inspire those that are in our team and even people actually outside of our teams also, well, like you said, Shazad, definitely uh, sort of proven by example. I can look back and see that in, you know, leaders that I followed so far. Um, and uh, when I do that, it's not on, it's not necessarily that they led by example because they were 
uh, maybe the expert in that. It's more that they knew enough and they understood the importance of the topic. So they were like in, they had enough knowledge to actually um, sort of navigate me and then help me to build my knowledge around that, uh, maybe through people that they knew or maybe through uh, certain books and stuff. And I think that's something that I'm also trying to do. And I think, uh, again, like with leadership, as with everything else, um, I, I found myself uh, diving deeper into topics after, you know, taking all this EM role uh, into those topics that I should have known as a, as a fucking here myself, but I never had chance or reason to actually learn about, but rather I started doing them as an EM now because uh, those it's it's so many things that we need to know right as an as an engineer in a team like it it's like from te automation testing CI/CD pipelines that's just like one single subset but there's tons of things some of them um, I found myself to actually go and uh, kind of build my knowledge around even after becoming an EM uh, so I think it's it's all about learning as leaders ourselves and that is already leading by example just making sure that you are open about the areas where you maybe are not uh, just you know, built that very well in terms of knowledge, but then uh, keep learning. Um, and this is the best way that I, um, I think is, um, is to go about it, uh, to know your limits so that, and also like what I try to do sometimes is of course, I try to uh, find other people uh, in my network that are competent in what needs help and then just connect the dots, like help that person to help. Um, I think this is like, most uh, of the things that I can think of around this topic, but this is a really, very valid point. So, very, yeah. very well said. Nice for me. So, from my perspective, uh, you mentioned that role modeling is an important aspect to uh, be like inspiring leader, and I agree with that. And I think it's very much related <clears throat> to to the fact that that it's about trust, actually. Trust is something that it's our currency as leaders and the managers and, and people, they, they rather want to see your actions and judge if they trust you or not, uh, than only listen, like more like show rather than tell approach kind of. And uh, what I mean by that is that if your words and actions do not match, even the most inspiring words, people will feel betrayed and, and, and they will, they will not believe you. And so on. So, um, so I think that holding this integrity of, of these two things, your actions and your words, is very important. And the easiest way to to see that is uh, at the moments of crisis, because then usually all the curtains fell, and you can actually really see how your leaders behave under the difficult situation, maybe under the pressure of time, and so on. So I think this is this this is the moment when the role modeling is even more critical. Ooh. Definitely. Payson, I think I think that's a really good point. Um Sad, what do you think about in response to that? Yeah, I think uh both uh Piotr and uh Camilla has really covered more the 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 uh, the important aspect of like uh, role modeling and like showing examples and i think it doesn't necessarily have to uh, the leader doesn't have to be uh, expert in all the areas but the most important thing is like uh, complement the team uh, by creating examples and uh, walk the talk um, i think those kind of aspects are really important in terms of like uh, inspiring our inspirational leadership 
Can I add one thing here about this role modeling? Because when we when we talk inspiration, we we often talk about a little bit more complicated things like values, like deep the the, the words that have deeper meaning. And I think that uh, although it is very easy to go into buzzwords and use then the kind of cliches, uh, but also very often it is difficult to explain what we actually mean. And I think that sometimes it's easier to show. So, for example, if you want your 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 managers to cultivate it, your your values, I in, in my case, I actually uh, kind of lead managers. So it's the it's even more often that the impact is indirect through others. So that you want them to be um, in tune with your values, and the way you do it is actually to show in your every interactions with either them or also with your superiors or peers. What are those values in practice? Then even if they are not set specifically, kind of without labeling them, the the expected behavior is being cultivated. Well, well. and I think one uh, really interesting thing that I have uh, learned, I don't know if you would agree, which is like inspiring leadership doesn't always mean that it has to be always positive things or like creating example doesn't always have to be like really positive things. Sometimes we also should create example by showing that we are also human. Mm. Leaders are human. We are also prone to failures. We have also come through lots of um, uh, failures, lots of like, you know, mistakes and so on. And we should be really honest and uh, transparent. And also like when we see that our team is uh, feeling down, uh, themselves down or something, then we should also bring those like, you know, mistakes and uh, downside of our life that hey I have also gone through these things and that at least I have expressed myself that I have gained more trust I have uh, I have got more close to my team they have felt myself really like a human being and uh, they can be also more frank and like more transparent to their uh, own problem and so on Absolutely. And I think if, if done the right way, that's the one thing that builds even stronger connection between you, between any two uh, colleagues, like, or individuals in general. But, uh, but as, a, as a leader, I think you're more trusted if you're open about the wins and failures, as well as just to make sure that they understand that you're not there just to listen and to kind of deliver judgment. It's more that you are there to listen and understand. And once they know that and, and you best understand if you can relate it to your past experience, uh, then, uh, and when you tell them about the past experience, that's when they definitely understand, okay, now we are on the same frequency. We are talking about the same thing. We understand the same thing. But I don't agree with that. Camila, uh, can I ask you a follow-up question? Because I'm wondering, you know, when you, well, after your, your, your question is, it, the way we inspire, it is connected to the cultural code we live in. Yes, like you, you inspire, you try to talk differently, I guess, in different cultures. And, and nowadays where our companies are very international, it, it very often went into this hyper American optimism, if I can go with this stereotype. And Camila, you mentioned that you worked in six countries before. And I'm wondering if, uh, it, do you have a reflection on that? Well, were there actually differences in the way you want to reach out, inspire people with those different backgrounds? <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you. That's a, uh, yeah. So uh, when I mentioned, I said I have, uh, I have resided, like I've lived in six different countries, not necessarily work in all of them, but I worked in 
in two of them and that because I went for studies to Turkey and then I moved to Sweden but before that um, I lived in so Uzbekistan, Chechnya, US and Azerbaijan uh, as, as from starting from my childhood because of certain like you know being sent on exile and so on so that's a different uh, story but uh, I think I definitely have seen uh, enough of different countries and been to different environments to, to definitely agree that yes it's a very different way of communicating like you know uh, in in turkey for example um i think that i think people expect to be directly told what to do more than uh, they that would be the case here and then i've also heard a colleague mention it very recently actually uh, where he is coming from portugal and here uh, at one of the meetings he basically was asked to do something but in a way that he didn't understand that as being told to do something rather than just you know, someone asked something and then maybe I didn't have anything to say to that at that moment and then just they left it. But then he was expected to do on it. So because we are used to actually being directly asked to do, like told what to do in one context or one country, then you move to a different country. It definitely takes you a while. I think it also, um, I can also see it when we hire people from different countries, when they come and join teams, they're like, do you want me to do this? And that's a different question to ask when others say what do you think we should do like if so uh, the way that we ask questions already tells a lot about what we are used to um and uh, if i should maybe go a little bit further like in my own childhood and like in the environment there where i was growing up it's also very different between like you know being a female and male in a community if it's at work or outside it doesn't matter because as a female you, you usually are expected to kind of be doing what you're told at least in my case that was and then when you join workforce and when you have like managers and such especially mostly male managers then you get into this headspace that that headspace which you have to be very actively actually watching yourself in order to not take every word as if it's an order almost so that's um yeah so uh, i think it's um it's very different in different environments but what we should do is basically respect everyone the way that I try to go about my life just respect and be expected to respect it as long as that's in place then you are finding the way I can compliment those a little bit if if you allow me sure of course I actually don't have so much uh, diverse experience as Camila has uh, working in different countries but at least I come from Bangladesh and uh, I have also worked uh, in my home country and definitely there are like huge uh, a cultural difference on how you can be an inspiring leader and when i have worked in my country i have seen that uh, at least my my team lead for example they show good example by working a little bit extra after work and so on and that's like kind of expected I and mean, if you are not doing that you are not doing enough sort of that kind of mentality Whereas in Sweden or like in Western, uh, most of the like where work-life balance is really valued uh, highly. I think in that kind of work culture, if you are not going home after your work is finished, then the manager becomes worried. And the manager is also showing example that I am taking care of my family life also. Well, because that, 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 that are also, they are also part of my life. Yeah. So I think like. One of the important things that I have, when I was browsing through different articles, different blog posts, one of the important things that came in front of my uh, eyes is that uh, take care of yourself, how you can lead by example. And one example is take care of yourself. But I think this take care of yourself uh, is uh, is a variable definition depending on the culture. I mean, 
taking care of yourself in some culture, meaning that you need to work hard, otherwise your work can be in jeopardy or some problems in some culture. Maybe it means that you need to take care of your family life, have a good work-life balance, otherwise uh, you are not regarded as a good employee and so on. So I think it's really like uh, very subjective and like it's uh, contextual. I, I really liked that you added this example. And if we have uh, time for one minute story, oh, you're nodding, then I think I have something that, that summarizes this, at least for me, is that when, when I moved to Sweden from Poland, from a completely different work uh, environment, and I started working in Spotify, and, and then after some time my wife got pregnant, and I really wanted to have a long parental leave, as, as you mentioned as well. And also I wanted to help her at the end of the pregnancy and at the beginning after giving birth. But I was still on the probation period. And I went to my manager a little bit with my heart on, 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 on my hand, my palm. And I said, hey, Marcus, like, I know I just started. I know it's the wrong time. But you know what? Like, my wife is pregnant. I want to help her. I, I want to be out of work for at least two months. And he just, like, took his glasses off, looked at me, and he was like, but what, what what are you saying? Like, what would be, you are a manager of people. What would it be a, an example for them if you do not share the burden of taking care of a kid with your wife? And he was like, it's like a no-brainer. Like, how can it be differently? And I think that this story taught me more than any onboarding to a company or, you know, like reading all the manifestos and so on. Because this was very tangible. To stand up, Pierre, how did that then affect you when you grew and got a team and became a leader? How did that implement your leadership style? We're um, not jumping into too many other people's questions. Sure, a couple of things. First thing is that I, I think this is a very tangible, I use this story many times with later with my direct reports. Uh, second thing is that it's a power of example that I often use as well, like to, to, to kind of like short stories that, that caught people's attention and the third thing is that uh, there is an aspect of values and exactly as the initial question was and a role modeling which is key uh, to build consistent organizations what wonderful i think i think that's a great a great story to share as well um and i like how everyone's different experience within different countries and different leadership styles has allowed them to to become the leaders they are today uh, but because i am aware of time i'm going to move on so camilla are you okay to introduce your question yeah but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the second one because it seems like we're having uh, yeah. uh, a bit of a time of yeah uh so it's of course, I think um, definitely, you know, uh, and having, again, uh, taking a look back at, at leaders that I have followed so far, you know, and th thinking for myself, what was it that was so inspiring about each of them or what wasn't inspiring. I also uh, I think that it's very important uh, who we want the audience to be. Of course, we want to be inspiring our team and, and everyone around us. But uh, as, uh, as someone who's got into this role, um, I think I also have a certain goal in this role to inspire those, uh, for example, those are those people who maybe are my like uh, younger versions of my of mine, uh, because I feel like going through my career and uh, 
I always have searched for inspiration uh, from my leadership positions that would probably be filled by female, for example. So in my case, I, I very much value when I talk to you, um, you know, female colleagues around me who maybe are like a step behind in their career path, so to say, and I try to go extra mile and kind of, you know, uh, sort of try to push them outside of their comfort zone, uh, so to say, to uh, actually tell them, look, you know, I think uh, you have what it takes to actually think about the next step in your career. And, and they, most of the time, they're not necessarily my direct reports. It's more that I know their potential. I worked with them for a while and or I know them as a friend and such. So in my case, uh, that is something that I, I am very actively working with as well. Uh, so then the question is, uh, firstly, why exactly is inspiring? What is it that inspiring enables that other, uh, you know, things in leadership don't? So what is it that inspiring enables? And then who would you like to inspire most? Uh, have you ever thought about this in that respect? Is it that you just want to be inspiring or is it there some certain value that you want to deliver in your current role and to sort of serve a certain audience? Amazing. A great question. And especially when everyone said they've, they've got daughters. So really interesting with that element. And um, yeah, as you manage managers, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, okay, so um, I, I was really thinking about this question when you were speaking, Camila, and um, I want to make a little bit of a twist mm -hmm. uh, because I think that the, the, the typical situation is that uh, you do not have the ability to choose your audience. Mm -hmm. You know that it's a very heterogeneous, that there will be different people in the audience and you want to still inspire maybe even the most or even all of them. If yeah. you are aiming for, let's say, inspirational talk or something like that. So yes, you can pick and choose that. Okay, I will just target this group, but then the rest, this rest of of the box will be there. Um, that's why, for example, there's one conference I speak every year, which is just a conference of the manager of managers, and it's great because they are the same. You can just go with the flow; it's very easy. Uh, but in our organizations, it's not like that. So I, I think. Um, it all starts with understanding who is in your audience, what kind of categories of people are there, and then trying to figure out the ways to inspire them just differently. Yeah. Because in order to be inspired, uh, you need to somehow, the message needs to resonate with you. And I think different folks expect different things to, to hear in order to really, the message to sink in. Uh, that's why, uh, so you said, what, what do you want them to know? I think you, you said, and I think the inspiration is how do you want them to feel at the end? Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is, this is it. As long as you understand your organization and you know that there are people who are maybe a little bit feared right now, or there are others that are excited, or there are others that are uncertain about the situation, you can, while you speak, target the things that uh, yeah. you believe they are they are needing and in the same time like pleasing the crowd is i guess not the best way as well so you have to have your own goals for this inspiration that you want to say and why uh I, uh, is this okay if i if i wait with the answer why you want to inspire to the uh, last question which i think there will be like a little bit of an overlap for, for that. yeah yeah sure 
Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I definitely agree with what you said, uh, because it's like, um, what I guess I really meant is that, uh, you know, when, when the leaders, uh, need to understand the audience that is fragmented, that there is different people in there with different interests, with different backgrounds and like one style of leadership, of course, will not work for all and you will have to adapt and then you will have to try to understand what are the exact challenges with each of the people in, in your team or like around you are. So it's a lot of, uh, you know, human to human and relationship investment actually in order to better see it. So, yeah, I, but, but there are things that, that kind of, I, I very much agree. And there are things that always work. I remember that, uh, there was this one guidance that, oh, if you don't know what to say, tell a joke and, and, yeah. and there was the asterisk, which was that, but just remember the safest joke is always on your expense. If you take it kind of on you, eight, 90% of the people will be happy. Uh, but whatever else you pick, you probably maybe even like, there will be a group of people that might be potentially offended or, or didn't get the joke or something. So just remember, yeah. take the, the jokes on yourself. The tip. Zad, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think, uh, I kind of, uh, do in a different version way that you mentioned. Uh, I mean, I, I believe that in, if, for example, if I, uh, uh, if I consider my team or Kambi as a whole, uh, I believe that all the people that has joined Kambi, they have to some extent have interest in sport betting. So mm. I think inspiring them about sport betting, about sport, it's nothing that I have to take from that it's grass level. But what I need to do inspiring them is that like in day-to-day -day work, why they are doing this, why they are um, we're going to use this new technology, why they are going to have this non-functional requirement uh, to be in place, who are ge getting benefited by this, who are like the uh, end stakeholder, um, who are appreciating the products. I think those things are like small, small things are really important to uh, make them inspired. And I think inspiration creates like engagement. Inspiration uh, creates... Uh, uh, more awareness uh, to, 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 to everyone who is who are involved. So I think uh, it's really important that uh, inspiring people are more productive, so to speak. Uh, and research study also shows that like uh, they are much more productive than uh, than maybe many more people who are skilled, but they are not like um, inspired and they are not motivated. So, so I think like uh, inspiring is really an important aspect, and as a leader, there are uh, uh, there are it's even more important to be inspiring in their uh, day to day and so. And taking like the second part of your question, Camila, uh, I would say like um, I I would be quite inspired by that. Uh, I don't know if you have seen that uh, chart like uh, uh, to to develop your team, and some people might be. Uh, under skill, some people will, might be under motivated, uh, and so on and so forth. And there are basically four quadrants, right? Where you can think of uh, coaching them, you can think of like uh, um, uh, giving them some training and so on. And I think like from that point of view, I would like to inspire those people who has really skill set, uh, but they are not motivated enough. So I would probably choose those people first to inspire them to make them more motivated because i think those will 
by that way, it will make my life easier to have some sort of like low hanging fruit harvest. Yeah. Of course, like I think uh, uh, if I want to be really, a, uh, how to say, like um, uh, more, um, uh, my leadership sphere should be grown even more than I think I should. Uh, try to inspire also my peers, maybe other um, other stakeholders um, in different things that are really common, like you know, um, resolving conflicts, uh, co communication, clear, creating clarity in my communication, and so on. Those kind of things I think doesn't necessarily uh, inspire my closest stakeholders, but it can also inspire um, other other people in my in my organization and surrounding me. So to say. Yeah. Yeah, those those are really good, really good points. And I think uh, what I would probably like to finish with is that uh, by asking the question, I of course didn't mean that we should choose someone to inspire. It's not about that, but I think like uh, thinking about our community and the tech overall, uh, and we discussed about like you know different backgrounds, people from different cultures. It's just that people from different cultures are inspired maybe again in different ways. And then if you spend some time trying to actually give some thought to that. What is it that, uh, how can I actually reach out to, to the, to the heart of this person in terms of, and then that requires understanding of that person. It can be our stakeholders. It can be the people in our teams, um, on top of what our job description is, I, this question was more about how we can try to more thinking into is there, because there is always room for improvement, right? And I think in, in leadership is the same as in everything else. Uh, if you want to actually reach out to wider audience, um, then probably, uh, you, you know, learning, learning or, or different, uh, approaches is a, is a, is a better way. Um, and in my team, I feel like sometimes so if, if that person especially is relocated, they, they feel like they are less entitled to things already. Yes. I would spend time and effort relocating people here. And that is something that I, for example, would practically with, and, you know, to, in, order, in order to let them know that everything that is provided and available for anyone else in the team is definitely available for, for that person as well. So it's, it's very much, uh, something that requires a close eye and kind of, you know, just watching the person, but, uh, thank you for both answers. I, I think those were very exciting. Uh amazing just on that i've i think i got told like last week somebody said to me that you can only aspire to be something that you can see so being that leader that shows those characteristics allows that network to grow is more diverse you are naturally being more inspirational because you're showing people they have that avenue to do so um which i thought was a really interesting thing that had i hadn't thought about um but before we move on to your question pierre we have had a question come through um, so I'm going to share it on the screen. Um, that says, what what specific strategies do inspiring leaders use to motivate and engage their teams? And how can these techniques be adapted to different contexts and situations? Anyone would like to go first? Or yeah, I, can, I can start. Um, since we are talking inspiration, we made this connection between inspiration and, and feelings, how people feel eternally. Um, maybe as a thought experiment, what, what are the things that made really an impact on us emotionally? If we think about it, like immediately we will see movies, poetry, books, this kind of things, those that works on our imagination and, and to put it into the context of, uh, inspirational 
either talks or just speeches or, or even conversations using like picturesque language, using the format of stories, uh, something closer to actually thinking in terms of, oh, it's like a movie, it's, it's like a story. This is something that usually tends to put people in this mindset of listening with their heart. Um, so I would say adding more stories, more examples uh, to the way you communicate is usually a good starting point. And like your example of your discussion with your manager at, uh, during your probation period is one of those good examples of put in a story and that and then it's something that actually happened i think it gives a very good um uh, you know overall um explanation i think what i could add to that is also is that again uh, you know the strategies can be very different and it again depends um on on the situation and maybe the person that you are trying to actually uh get through to but um i found that setting setting the goals like said being clear in in your expectations and setting clear goals it helps very much because then you'll first make sure that you are on the same page with the with the person uh, that you would like to inspire and motivate motivate and as soon as you get on on the common understanding ground then it's easier to start negotiating from there and to make sure that you then have a clear plan to uh, getting to a uh, commonly agreed goal that worked with my own managers so far and I think it works best with the uh, you know people that I work with in in my teams um, but that also I think I, I always believe that you know at first level of uh, investment into relationship relationship like I have to get to the point where that person already has a good level of you know understanding of who I am and I understand them so that then I feel safe, they feel safe to actually uh, challenge, we challenge each other what we need to. But we also know that both sides have uh, best intentions. I think that's one of the best strategies to sort of inspire and lead. I'll let Shazad share his mind, maybe then I can add more. Hey. No, I, I don't disagree with any of you, what you have said, I totally agree, uh, but uh, my view is a little bit like in a way that I think uh, if I would like to inspire someone, uh, then the first step should be I sh should feel myself inspired. Mm -hmm. uh, if I don't feel inspired, if I am not yeah, triggered by something, it's really difficult to be honest and to inspire mm -hmm. others. Uh, I can say that, hey, this is a great way of doing. Versus if I say, hey, wow, this is a great way of doing this right because i felt it by heart that this is really a great way and i think this kind of like masses and approach uh, is really making the difference because i believe in it and i it's really easy for me to make others believe in my thoughts and my inspiring sort of like you know a statement and so on and then the next step i think for me would be to uh, adapt to people's situations their cultural standpoint and so on uh, just to tailor made uh, to tailor make it to for different people what will make them inspired um yeah just just but that, that's the next step uh, but you know so i i can try something controversial and i would say that inspiring when you are inspired is is easy like this part this part is very easy <laughs> i'm joking of course but you know what like since since yeah. my interest in music um, I read a lot of biographies of musicians and some documentaries and so on. And uh, 
the, the very kind of the typical examples is of a song that really catches your heart. Let's say something about broken families or love or something like this. But you know, this artist plays this song every day for a couple of years. And it is emotional for the audience because they hear it for the first time live, maybe. But how can it be still so emotional for this person, this musician? And then what, what I learned, that the, the way to deal with that is that they, they actually try to connect to the feelings they had while they were writing this down. Mm. So in our words as, words as leaders, I think it's connecting to the values that are maybe somehow active in this topic, you know, but you can, maybe this topic is not so passionate for you, but those values are, I, I, I think at least for, for me, the reasons why I am a manager are, and if I want to be inspiring, I am connecting to those values, not this particular topic of, let's say, creating something, you know, offsite, this one particular, I might not be so inspired about this offsite, but I'm inspired about collaboration. And I can do totally that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this connecting the dots, uh, uh, why you are doing this, I mean, creating more transparency, like uh, showing the background. Uh, I think we are kind of fast forwarding to what you have raised uh, in your question, uh, Piotr, but I think like uh, inspiring doesn't mean that I should feel myself inspired without giving any context, without giving any background. It's more about like creating the transparency. And for me, at least it's, it can be second step. In the first steps, should I should buy the buy the idea first. If I don't buy it, then how I can sell? Of course, you should you should believe it that. And Camila said something great about the goals. And if I can reference one point, I, I think that someone who wants to learn how to speak in an inspirational way should watch the Kennedy speech about uh, the moon mission. And and there, there was everything there. There was a goal because he said that we want to bring put people on the moon and bring them safely back home before the end of the decade. But he also said that we are not doing this because it's easy. We are doing this because it's hard. And it's one sentence that I'm truly certain a lot of people where they were banking their heads to the walls, kind of were reminding themselves about, yes, it's not easy, it's not easy, but we're going to do it. And I think this is this is about it. I mean, that really spot on uh, comment here that you have to have this goal because you want to channel this inspiration somewhere. You don't only want to feel inspired, you actually want to be inspired to do something. Yeah, exactly. I think just before we move on to your question, Pierre, I'm, I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan. And the way that she described it, which it just flared a memory back in my head and made me chuckle a little bit that she's in my thoughts as much but is that she said that when she's performing her her songs that it's the reaction of the people that she's singing it to that inspires her back so maybe it is that little back and forth if you can say the same thing every day but if you get a different reaction each time it it makes you feel feel like you can do it again which is definitely nice that's why speaking at the conference remotely during the pandemic was such a horrible experience for the speaker because you pretty much spoke to yourself or the yeah. fluffy bear that was in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um, I'm sure you still smashed it and inspired a lot of people, but it is a lot. It is definitely a lot more difficult um, 
to have those conversations especially if they start with that tougher like we need to do this because we're not going to hit target but trying to inspire at the same time it's very hard to get that balance right um but anyway let's move on to your question pierre um please could you introduce it uh, of course, and and I feel that we touched it uh, during our podcast today. So because the question, like initially, w- was trying to capture what is more important for us as leaders and for leaders in general to actually be inspirational or talk with the with the facts, so more through the numbers and um, and explanations. And um, w- what is your take on that, Shazad? What would you say? Uh, um, as I said, like in the previous discussion, that we are kind of fast-forwarding, and I totally agree. That uh, if I just uh, say the say the theoretical things and like the sort of like the title of this story without saying the background, then I think it merely creates uh, any inspiration, and people are really triggered by by some statement that this has to be done. Uh, so I, I think definitely like. Uh, number and facts are really important mm, even though I mean I have attempted a few times to have some metrics for 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 for, for, for my team uh, for, to to have some numbers like you know in different there are like different like uh, ways to measure it like Dora metrics and so on some people uh, some people are using that uh, yeah. in their uh, in team and so on however I think at least I think that it's also important that is uh, clarity is needed but it's also important to have some sort of filtering in those clarity mechanism uh, where you should feel confident that this attempt to create the clarity doesn't create any any noise mm-hmm. or doesn't clear, create any problem uh, to the message receiver so to speak so uh, sometimes maybe uh, if you are like super honest and super clear person uh, as, a, as a leader to your team uh, even though uh, you didn't intend to create any trouble but eventually it, it can end up creating some troubles at the end of the day so I think uh, uh, this is this is like really a noble uh, sort of thinking but it's, it's needless to say that uh, everyone should be a bit careful about uh, creating those kind of clarity through numbers and facts yeah, and maybe to add on top of that, I think uh, just again trying to uh, to think about what when did I push myself most uh, with with like what manager with what leader uh, you know it's it's because it's mostly that uh, so inspir- being inspirational or working with someone who is an inspirational leader I think it's a lot about emotions and then you know clear numbers and statistics all that that's a lot about logic like you can understand the numbers and then you'll say yeah I agree with the numbers so you know I can agree on this plan or on this decision but you can only sort of uh, you can only agree and not be so very motivated and like driven by it but like if you are also working with an inspirational leader then that's why when it changes you can spend your extra time this you can kind of push yourself to go a little further just because you're also inspired by this person's uh, leadership and you have confidence in their uh, intention of actually making it better for not just you but a bigger bigger scope um yeah so for example there was a case in 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 my own past experience right when 
I was uh, so I was negotiating a, a salary with uh, with my manager, and uh, you know salaries are very much numbers. I mean, you can you, what what happens is that like if there is you can't agree on something, then you know the manager just pulls the numbers and says, okay, here's the range, right? So this is the range, and this is where you are. So it kind of comes uh, down to that, but like it again depends of how much trust you have in that manager and how inspired you are by them, because as long as the trust is there and you find the person being inspired, you know that they they will they they have the best interest uh for you but there's also this number so numbers numbers can help in different ways numbers can help you stay motivated and they can also um you know help you to actually uh, in, in in other ways but i think it's yeah if i understand the question right i think definitely it's being inspirational is a very very big compliment to also being clear in your uh, communication and threatening different goals sure and the I fail miserably because I really created this question as a trap for us to fall in, but no <laughs> one did. Uh, I, I was inspired to to ask this question through a book. It's called Switch. Maybe you've heard about this one, like a light switch, uh, where, 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 where there's a picture made, an analogy between um, the, the huge elephant and the driver. And they, they, they connect this this way that when you talk to people and you want to inspire them either to change or do something, then then we make this mistake quite often that we only connect to the logical thinking, which is the, the driver in this analogy, but we forget about the emotional part, the, the way more hidden, like subconscious part, which is which is the elephant. And in this analogy, they, they really want to make this emotional part really, really big. Because although the driver technically drives the elephant, in reality, if this huge animal doesn't want to move, the driver can do whatever she or he wants and, and they will get stuck. And, and, and the conclusion of this book was very much that you have to address both in order to, to motivate people. If, if not, yeah, like either if you, if you, as we said before, if you only speak numbers, the driver will be probably motivated. You, you, you know that it's like all the diet cases. Yes, I really know I should have not eaten all those cookies, uh, but they were amazing, you know, and I couldn't stop. Uh, and in the same time, if you only go to this inspirational, motivational, then you, you feel like after sometimes you watch some, I know, very inspirational TED talks, and you feel so good after that. It's like, whoa, now I'm gonna do, but do exactly what. I don't know. They, they they created this atmosphere, but there was like no meaning in this. So yeah, the answer for for this question is exactly as you both said. Uh, I have to prepare better traps for you next time. It's like you 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 actually need really both. Exactly. I think um, uh, probably that um, I have not read that book that you have mentioned, but. Uh, uh, my take would be also to create some sort of filtering that I don't like hurt anyone's uh, emotional part uh, just for sake uh, of being uh, inspiring or being more transparent and so on. Yeah, it's called Switch. I can I can recommend. There is a good summary of it on YouTube as well, obviously, and a good TED Talk as well. So you can either invest 5 minutes, 15 minutes, or 5 hours if you want to read the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'll definitely give that a go. I love a book like that. I want to get you, get your main mind going. Um, but I mean, we've got five minutes left. So has anybody got any other response to Pierre's question or anything else they'd like to touch on? 
Uh, maybe just one minute thing. So uh, back to the question that was asked here, you know, it's, it's the specific strategies and in, uh, that inspiring leaders use to motivate and engage. I think, again, one of the other things that uh, I really find working is being available uh, to people and their their asks. Like it, sometimes it can be that you're reached in the evenings or, you know, or I sometimes uh, in my past have reached my, um, you know, uh, managers and leaders at, at night if there is something urgent. Um, I always appreciated and valued very highly those that get back as soon as they can. Um, and I, by that, I don't mean that we need to be constantly alerted, but it's just that, you know, it's it's the sense of being heard uh, because obviously if you are reached out, being reached out like after work hours or maybe on the weekend it's something that is important so the the, the other side is waiting uh, for you to get back so uh, that's just one example of uh, weekends but at any other time maybe I'm and then someone is reaching out I try to absolutely get back to them just at least you know tell them that I am not available now but I will get back to them when I am. So that also is a very big, big uh, thing that kind of strengthens my relationships. It just was something that I find very valuable in terms of work and strategies. It helps me build uh, deeper bonds and like stronger bonds with people around me. Well, well yeah. and to a broader uh, aspect, I think I would say that uh, uh, these are also like way to learn inspiring, uh, inspiring, uh, how to say like a, to learn ways of inspiring others, right? When you see that you got inspired by this particular behavior from your manager, basically you can at least be confident that this particular uh, type of behaviors can be also appreciated by your uh, mm -hmm. team members. And if like, let's say your managers are not present when you need it uh, after work time uh, and you don't appreciate it, then if you do the same to your members then I think they will also perceive the same so I think people's definition about good behavior bad behavior inspiring behavior or non-inspiring behaviors is all defined by our own experience right and yeah. then we set an example so very perceptive and I would say and I just focus on the part about the communication inspiration communication that like, like I guess it's it's difficult to be inspired by uh, a vanilla flavored ice cream. Yes, it's like it's like if you are such fluffy and in the middle, like no one cares. So you have to be someone a little bit. I guess it's connected to your personality. Uh, but of course, changing personality and uh, like even having those personality, this is this is this is the hard work. This is this is yeah. our life, all the experience. But in the same time. Um, and I don't know that John asked this question, like John, maybe you are interested in more like of, of techniques that you can very practically use. And I think there is a guy on the internet that he was teaching me public speaking. He's an amazing guy. His name is Josh Len. He's sharing a lot of super practical one minute uh, tips that you can use every day in your interactions with folks, either like public speaking, but also even one to one. And I can highly recommend him as a person and of course trainings with him if you want. And I will add to the comment uh, his profile so you, you can you can connect or follow Josh. Amazing, perfect. Well, I think that's a great place for us to end the podcast. I think this has been one of the most interesting ones I've listened to. So thank you so much um, for sharing your thoughts, Pierre, Cam Camilla and Zad. 
um definitely definitely one for other people to listen to and uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in and um, so thank you so much guys and yeah let's end the live stream here